This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Speakernomics, the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. I'm your host, Tom Singer, and I'm so fortunate because every single week I get to interview some of the most amazing people and share stories, ideas, thoughts, and little nuggets of information that can help all of us grow our speaking business. And today we're going to talk about how to get more views on LinkedIn. But this is a very special episode because it's being recorded live as a crossover episode with Build a Better Business. Build a Better Business is a weekly video program that the National Speaker Association offers to members and others. You can tune in, even if you're not a member, every week to hear these great interviews. But this week, we're doing a crossover. And you guys remember what a crossover was, right? I'm old enough to remember in the 1970s when the Bionic Woman and the $6 million Man combined their shows. For those of you who are a little younger, you might remember that Hannah Montana met up with the sweet life of Zach and Cody. When the two shows combined, magical things happen. And that's what we're doing on this episode. Our special guest today is Richard Bliss. Now, Richard was a featured speaker at the National Speakers Association's Winter Conference in Orlando, and he was one of the most talked about speakers at the event, and I jumped right in, and I took advantage of what he said, I listened, I learned, and I have tripled or more the amount of views I get every time I post on LinkedIn, so I've become kind of a fanboy of Richard Bliss. So Richard, welcome to Speakernomics. Tom, what a pleasure to be here, and that fanboy goes the other direction as well. It has been a thrill to meet you, to get to know you, to become friends with you. And, to, you know, we are, uh, we stand next to each other. I swear we look like twins, right? Uh, we got that energy. We got that hand movement going. So it is a thrill to be here. Thank no, you for inviting me. It's great. In fact, when they sent the picture out for this show, somebody goes, Tom, are you interviewing your brother? And I said, right? no, I don't think so. But I don't think we're related. But anyway. But I, but I do think you're a very handsome man. So yes, I'm going to go with that one. There, there, there we go. go. All right. So Richard, today we're going to talk about getting more views on LinkedIn. What are your two tips for speakers on how to get more views on LinkedIn. Tip number one, stop sharing content. Mm. Tip number two, start generating conversations. Those are the two tips. That's what we're going to start with today. All right. And we're going to unpack those tips and then we're going to go into some other directions with this as well. So for those of you who don't know Richard Bliss, and if you're involved in the National Speakers Association, it would have been hard not to hear his name the last couple of months because a lot of people have been talking about the tips and tricks and ideas of how to unpack the algorithm. What Richard does is he helps executives and salespeople master the language of social media to get their message in front of their customers and prospects. And let's face it, that's what we all want to do. He has a training company called Blisspoint, and he's based in the Silicon Valley, and he works with international tech companies. That's his entire focus. But today, he's going to take everything he's learned from dissecting that algorithm, and he's going to give it to those of us in the speaker business. So, Richard, let's jump in on your first tip, which is stop sharing other people's content. We're on LinkedIn. We always want to share what other people have said, right? You just you hit that share button. What do you mean stop that? 
And that's and that's exactly right. And that's what we're saying is when I say share, we're not talking about taking great content that you know and then you share it to LinkedIn. I'm talking about clicking that share button at the bottom of people's posts and thinking, hey, this is great content that Tom just put out. I will share it with my network. And what shocks the audience is to know that when you click the share button, LinkedIn hides that content from up to 99% of the people you're connected to. It just flat out hides it. You don't know. You just see you're sharing it. And then you're wondering, how come nobody's interacting with my content? So that's what's going on in the back end. You're saying if someone has like 5,000 people that are that they're connected to and are following them on LinkedIn, LinkedIn's only going to show it to 50 or 60 people. They're just going to be like, yeah, that somebody else already posted that. We're not interested. What? Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm saying. So what's going on then is that we are looking at. Uh, algorithm that is rewarding a certain kind of behavior. And when you click the share button, it's not the behavior that LinkedIn is looking for. And so that's what we come down to. Uh, and we can go into details about that, but LinkedIn's looking to for a very specific thing. And that is, are you starting a conversation? Hence my second point. When you click the share button, you are not starting a conversation. You are simply copying and pasting somebody else's conversation Hence, you're adding no value. And I talk to a lot of my clients who are tech companies, and it's easy to explain to them, look, you're duplicating. It's like if you ran that app on your phone to to clean out all of the pictures you have. That's what LinkedIn's doing. Look, you're just duplicating content. We're not going to share that and pollute other people's streams when that content already exists somewhere else. And you should be participating in that conversation rather than copying that pun, part, that conversation. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. So taking someone else's content that they posted on LinkedIn and hitting share isn't going to get you a lot of views. But there's some other things that people are doing that also aren't going to get them a lot of views, like, you know, posting an outbound link to, you know, Harvard Business Review or to Inc. Magazine. So let's talk about some other things like posting outbound links to articles that also aren't helping people get views. What's going on with outbound links? Again, an outbound link. So think about it again. Let's come back to that conversation. If I add an outbound link, what are you going to do on it? You're going to click on it and go and away you're going to go yeah. and you're going to go away. And maybe you'll comment on my YouTube video or on my blog, but you're not participating in the conversation on LinkedIn. And so LinkedIn's like, we're not going to reward you for driving our customers to somebody else's advertising platform. So we're going to penalize you. And so that link included in your post is going to harm your reach because something else, uh, Tom, I think you mentioned it, but let me just explain for the audience. When you post something on LinkedIn, it does not go to hundred percent of the people you're connected to. It goes to a tiny fraction for this audience. That number is about 10%. Now here's why I say this audience, that number is dependent on the completeness of your LinkedIn profile and how active you are on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn gives you a score that score determines the percentage reach of your content. And it's usually about four to 5%. If you have a complete profile and you're active on LinkedIn, they will double that. So that's why I say it's a rough number, but I say about 10%. So about 10% are going to see your content. If you don't have an about section and almost everybody on this who's listening right now has an about section on their LinkedIn. But if you don't have an about section, LinkedIn's feeling is, is that you're not participating actively on their platform. So they're not going to show your content to a lot of people because you're making it look bad. 
And they will only show your content to four to five percent of your network. But the point here is a hundred percent is not the reach. It is a small fraction. And that's why people are when you click the share button, a tiny fraction of those people are seeing that. And LinkedIn's checking to see if anybody's interested in your content. So those are some things to think about. We're we're coming in at this all kinds of different directions, Tom. Sure, I'm, uh, I'm going to guide you. I'm going to guide you right through this because my next question is: What are some other common things people are doing when they're posting that aren't helping them get views? That are either hindering them or just blah. Okay, here's a couple more. If you tag individuals in the post. That's become a really popular thing. People will post and then they'll tag like 60 friends because they want us to come to it. So they'll get more views, right? They're like, oh, I'll tag everybody. Right. It's kind of like a Facebook tactic, uh, Instagram tactic. LinkedIn's like, well, LinkedIn's like, okay, we're going to watch to see what happens with those 60 friends you just tagged. If they come back to the platform and participate in your conversation, we will reward you. If they don't come back and you simply spam them, then we will punish you. Ah, It is a two-edged sword. So one of the safe ways to do it is put the tagging in the comments themselves. If you want to bring somebody else into this conversation, mention them in the comment and ask them to participate. But if you just start tagging a bunch of people in your post, you run the risk of having that post uh, demoted aggressively if those people you tag do not respond in a timely manner. Now I've seen some where they've tagged a dozen people and those dozen people jumped right in. Well, then you're going to get a huge boost. Sure. So you're playing with fire a little bit, but that is one of the things. So if you're tagging people, you want to tag people who are totally relevant to what you've just posted so that they'll come on and say, Oh yeah, I participated in that. That was great. If they leave a comment, then you're getting a plus from tagging them. But if they do, like I did today, somebody tagged me in a thing. They had tagged like 60 people and I clicked over. It had nothing to do with me, nor did I care. I jumped off right away. Yep. Those they will, they will block your posts from more people seeing it. Yep. Literally block your post for more people because they, they know what you're doing and they're watching the end user behavior to determine if what you're doing is legit. Hmm. So that's one, by the way, let's I'm gonna do a little side message here. Cause I don't know if this is going to come up in our conversation, but you know how you get those unsolicited spam in mail messages on LinkedIn from people all the time trying to sell you something. Yep. All, all the time. Okay. I'm just, this is a side note. Cause we're just talking about that. They have to pay for that. Those are called in-mail credits, and they have to pay for that. They get the credit back if you respond to the in-mail, which means they only get like 20 a month. And so they'll send out all, they'll spam every 20 people. And every person that responds back to them saying, I'm not interested, gives them their credit back and they can go spam somebody else. So the piece of advice I'm going to offer the audience, and this is, you just made me, is don't respond to them at all. And that makes them waste that credit. Uh, that's one way to do that. So sorry, that was a, that was a side note that I just. That's all right. That's okay. we, we, we like the right. side notes. We like as many tips about being effective on LinkedIn that, that help all of us and our speaker friends and stop the spammers. So we like all of that. All right. So is there anything else people are doing that they should stop doing or limit doing in their posting? Yeah. So a couple of others. Let's start with hashtags. You need a minimum of three hashtags to receive a bonus from LinkedIn. If you have less than three, LinkedIn's going to demote the post a little bit because it doesn't know what the topic of the conversation is. You, you haven't identified what your conversation is about. If you use more than five hashtags, same thing. 
you, you now you're doing so it's the instagram uh you know approach linkedin's like no you can't just put 30 hashtags in there because you're not having a conversation around 30 topics three to five hmm. all right now let's go into the part that made the audience gasp at the winter conference the worst performing content on linkedin is video what i'm gonna gasp for everybody <gasps> Because everybody, what? a couple of years ago, we were told LinkedIn loves video. You want to do everything video that you can on LinkedIn. You're going to get more views. And yet my own experience of recent was I wasn't getting any views when I was posting video, even if it was native, not a link out to YouTube. Even if I uploaded it natively, I just wasn't getting as many views. No, and it's a 10x difference between text content and video content. And it wasn't a couple of years ago, Tom, it was yesterday. I mean, Gary V goes on and on and on about video, 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 more, more, more. So video is the worst performing content on LinkedIn. Now that's not a hundred percent true because ironically, my number one post in the history of me posting was a video, <laughs> but in general, the second worst performing content are stock photos. Oh, Speakernomics says our next episode, we're going to throw that up on LinkedIn. It's going to upload that hero image. Guess what? That's going to cause people to not engage with the content. So stock photos are the second worst performing content on LinkedIn. So I want to add that I'd never heard that before. I thought, oh, use a photo because we're an image based thing. And of course, we all grew up now using Instagram. But I've noticed my own behavior is if you have a picture that you took with your phone of like three friends, like clickety click selfie. I will look at what that's about, but if it's a picture of like four people sitting around a computer, fake laughing, you know, who all look like they were cast by central casting, I'm not as drawn to that content. So you were actually right from the way I behaved. So is that just a common, a common thing that if it's, if it's a stock photo, people go like, nah, that's just a stock photo. So let me explain what a stock photo is. And you just said it. A stock photo is a professional marketing piece of content that's got your brand and your name and you're standing on stage and it's got the right or it's the Instagram personal quote, you know, inspirational quote. It's anything that's basically a stock photo that you kind of didn't take yourself that doesn't have a real person in it or a real thing. Um, it could be uh, one of my clients is a packaging company. And so they were showing off their beautiful packaging. Well, those are stock photos. Here's what's going on is that people don't have conversations with a video of a photo that is for random people that look like they're having a good time. But if it's you, let's suppose you and I, for some reason, hooked up somewhere and we're having, Hey, here we are. Look who I just ran into. That is going to generate comments and conversations about the photo. So that photo is what we refer to as an organic or authentic photo. People are commenting and engaging in the conversation about the photo. So when I say stock photos, those are just those branded pictures that you throw up that marketing insists that you have that tells you about the webinar or tells you about the event or tells you about the announcement or whatever. Those cause your engagement to drop significantly on LinkedIn. So are you then better off with no photo if you don't have an organic self-taken photo? Yes, you're better off with no photo. And if you've got a product announcement or something, then tell people about the announcement. Talk to them. Don't show a picture and try to shortcut it because what's going to happen is you're going to get Insta likes is what we refer to them as. People are going to click the like button and move on. And LinkedIn's going to look at that and say, this content is not generating a conversation with our audience, so we will not show it to anyone. So the like button, we all think, oh, if I like Richard's stuff, 
Richard will see I liked it, but the like button doesn't trigger the algorithm all that much. That's correct. The like button does not trigger the algorithm unless you get a tremendous number of likes. And we're talking 50, 30 to 50. If you can get 30 to 50 likes, now you're going to trigger the LinkedIn algorithm. But most people are going to get five to 10 and LinkedIn's two. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Right. So, so now that leads us to your second tip, which is start a conversation with what you write. So let's start about what is this conversation like? How long should a LinkedIn post be? And what do you mean by start a conversation? Several things there. So text only conversation of about 150 words is what we recommend. 150 to 200 words. And here's the reason. It has to do with a lot with the algorithm and with human nature. What's happening on the back end is LinkedIn's measuring the amount of time people spend on your post. It's called dwell time. And they're watching to see how long you're spending reading that content. You could argue that you're spending watching that content, but most people aren't going to sit there and watch the video. I don't. I don't think you do. But when it comes to text, they're going to read it. In addition, when you have 150 words, people have to click that see more button. That see more button at the top of your post is the single biggest indicator to the LinkedIn algorithm that your content is worthy of interest because not only did I see it and click like, but I saw it stopped and said, I want more. And LinkedIn says, if you want more, there's probably a bunch of people who want more. And that is the biggest indicator. Now, if I click see more and I get one more line, that's not what I wanted. I wanted more. And so 150 to 200 words is fantastic because it gets you into the conversation. And then when I go to read it, I have that hang time because it takes me a few minutes to read past that first sentence or two. Absolutely. I click see more and now I'm going to hang on the post because I've got to scroll down. So how important then are those first 50 words or however much shows up before the word see more? Your first sentence or so has to be really grabbing, right? does. And here's what I do. When I work with people who are creating content, I work with a lot of executives. I work with uh, marketing teams. And I almost always, if they created the content, I go to the last paragraph, I cut and paste it, and I put it at the top. (laughs) Here's why. We have been trained in school for the five paragraph essay, right? Here's my opening paragraph. Here are my three supporting points. Here's my summary. Yep. Except for on social media, it's upside down. Here's my summary. Here are three supporting in descending orders of importance. And here, let me restate what I was going to say because nobody gets to the bottom. And so I have to train people constantly that that opening statement needs to be your most definitive, aggressive, strongest statement that's going to cause people to go, whoa, what's he saying? And I want to go talk about this, whether I've insulted them, which I try not to do, whether I've uh, intrigued them, whether I've created an amount of joy, or sometimes I've created something that they flat out disagree with, and they want to now participate in that conversation, or it's curiosity. Those are the things that start conversations. When you start off with, you know, one of the things I've always thought about when it came to trying to develop content was that one of the blah, 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 blah. And so here's my point way at the bottom it's below the see more part and i'm not i'm not engaged with it and it's below the fold as coming from old school right it's below the fold even it's it's so far down there that nobody gets there and so you need that to be at the very top when it comes to creating content on linkedin bam i'm you know 
three things that you can do to stop sabotaging your LinkedIn efforts. That's the opening one, right? See more. Now, now I'm there, but, but this tip is about creating a conversation. So we need people to leave comments, right? That's correct. The single, so I said the, the you know, the number one thing, I, well, I've said a lot of things. I forgot what the number one thing is, but what I'm going to say now is the number one thing. And that is when it comes time for you to participate on LinkedIn, LinkedIn is watching one thing only. Did your content start a conversation? But two, are you participating in conversations? And if you want to build your business as a public speaker, the best thing you can do is not create more content. The best thing you can do is participate in the conversations of other people who are creating content. Here's why. And just a caveat also, when I say comment, I don't mean good job. I agree. Well done. Whoop-de-doo. Cool. Those don't count as, yeah. those don't count as comments. A comment is you're participating in a conversation. You are driving and adding value to the conversation. So if this was a, let's suppose you and I put this into a text post, that all the comments we're seeing down the side here, we would want people to add to the conversation. Richard, one of the things that you said was this, and I completely agree because here's what I was able to do. And when I did it, I saw this value. When I step in front of my audience, one of the things that they really appreciate is how I use that technique. Thanks for sharing. I completely agree. That comment is self-contained. Here's why we're struggling with commenting. We have all been grown up on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Well, TikTok, no. Uh, Well, my kids, anyway. And when we have grown up on that, we see comments as a way to respond to the author. We just simply go right back to the author and then the author responds back to us. That's not how it works on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly building your professional brand with every interaction you do. So when you leave a comment, that comment is picked up and placed in front of your connections. So if I comment on Richard Bliss's post, it's going to show up to some of my followers as well. And let's suppose there's a thousand comments on my post. They're only going to see your comment. And if your comment says, congrats, they have no context. They have no understanding. And you've missed a huge opportunity to build your own personal brand and to insert your value into that conversation so that people who would want to hire you and bring you in front of their audience They've met, you've missed that opportunity to influence them. So I want our listeners to think about when they're on LinkedIn and they're scrolling through their own feeds, sometimes they will see Tom Singer said, hey, Richard, this was a really great thing that you did being on that crossover episode, blah, 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 blah. And then they'll see your original post about doing it. They don't know Richard Bliss. They know me. So they see my comment, then your original post. So you're not just talking about getting comments on your own posts. You're saying you should be commenting on other people's posts also. You should be commenting a minimum of twice a day. So you should be commenting on other people's posts twice a day. How often should I be posting on LinkedIn in order to maximize my views? Okay, so this is something we didn't bring up in the two things you should stop doing. LinkedIn has a quota of how much content you can publish to their platform. You can publish about once every four hours. If you publish content more often than once every four hours, LinkedIn will hide all subsequent posts from your network because LinkedIn's, when you make a post go live, LinkedIn's testing that post for the next hour, maybe two hours. And remember, it only goes to 10% of your connections. 
So LinkedIn's watching and saying, okay, how did those 10% people interact with this content? And we're going to test it. If you make another post go live during that time period, LinkedIn's going to ignore it saying, no, 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 we're testing this content right now. You got to give us four hours, three, four hours. After three or four hours, you can now put out another piece of content. But here's the warning. If you put out another piece of content after the four hours, LinkedIn will stop promoting the first post and now test the second post for two or three hours, which means I see this all the time with public, with the speakers and with this audience is they've got this automatic posting system every day. They're posting automatic and just shoving that content out there. Well, one, every once in a while, one of those pieces pops and does really well and takes off. And then they come and step on it because they put another post out immediately that doesn't re- that doesn't give that first post time to breathe, to grow. So, Richard, the thing I've learned and, and right after I saw you at the Winter Conference, I was standing around with four other speakers and we were having a conversation about how great your presentation was, how it was so counterintuitive to everything we'd been taught about social media because LinkedIn was kind of backwards with the way their algorithm worked. So we did a, we did a test. And what I did is I wrote about the Winter Conference and reasons why it was so good to be back in person with the other speakers and how much I learned. And we took like a little selfie of the five of us and then they all agreed i was going to the airport they were going to lunch that as soon as i posted it they would all leave comments on my post i then reached out to the people who'd been at my table during your seminar which was another five people and said hey will you leave a comment on this and then i pinged my wife and a couple of other people and by the time i got to the airport there had been like a thousand people had viewed that post on a Sunday, no less. Now, most of my posts previous to that were getting five or 600, which is about 10% of how many followers and connections I have. So that was all I was ever getting was five or 600 views. By the time I landed in Austin, Texas, like three hours later, it was at like 4,000 views. Over the next three days, it got to like 11,000 views. Had I posted something else on Monday, You're saying that would have shut down and I would have lost the additional views that were coming because they would have said, Tom has posted something else. We'll now test this. We're moving on. Absolutely. So I was faced with the same dilemma. I made a post go live right after that where I standing backstage right before I went on and that post took off because everybody was commenting everything. You know, it ran up to about 40,000 views. Well, I didn't post anything for a week. Because I let that post just keep running because as soon as I would have posted something else, bam, it would have stopped. So exactly with yours, Tom, I, so a couple of things here, I need to pull, we've got a ton of comments and everything, but I need to pull one out because uh, Cynthia Barnes made a comment that I want to address. And that is LinkedIn engagement pods, LinkedIn engagement pods. Let me do an explanation of what this is. There are organizations that get together to do nothing but comment comment on each other's posts that's their whole intent and they're called engagement pods and they are against the terms of service of linkedin if they catch you aggressively using a pod they will ban you from linkedin if they catch you hosting a pod and organizing one they will ban you from linkedin engagement pods are completely against the terms of service so let me explain the difference between what i just said and what an engagement pod is and i'm great i'm very grateful that cynthia brought this up because i i've run into companies that what it is you pay money everybody joins and now these are random strangers that they put their content out and they notify everybody and you all go comment to artificially game the system what i'm talking about and what you did is completely different This was a like-minded group of individuals who all had something in common to participate in a conversation publicly online. 
That is completely different than a thousand people jumping on going, good job. I agree. Thanks for sharing and artificially creating this LinkedIn monitors pods, because when your post went viral, the reason, one of the reasons it took off is because all the comments, but here's what a lot of people don't know is Tom, your post was handed to a human editor and that human editor looked at the post and the comments and determined if this was a legit conversation that had been started or was it a fake engagement pod? And they saw that it was legit and moved it back to the algorithm, which continued to promote it. So I have a word of warning. Please do not participate in artificial engagement pods to simply garner what I've just taught you because LinkedIn will punish you if you get, if it gets out of control instead form your NSA chapters and work together with your NSA chapters because you're all in this together and you understand what's going on. That's not an engagement pod. That is a tribe of individuals with the same goals and desires and who kind of know each other. So the other thing, the other thing that's happened since we were together in Orlando is a lot of people who are in that room who are friends of each other. When we see other people have posted something new in the last few hours, it just randomly comes up in our thing, not not through a pod or anybody sending an email. We will comment on each other's stuff because we now know that's a gift. If somebody comments on my post and I know that they know Richard Bliss and they sat through this episode of Speakernomics or Build a Better Business series and they comment on my posts, I know that they're watching out for me. They got my back. They're helping me. And so I've started commenting on as many NSA people's posts if the algorithm feeds it up to me in the first few hours because I know that's a total gift. So we should all be watching out for each other when you see a post and realize that giving a comment, getting a comment, that's really gold. Now, Richard, we're coming to the end of the time for the, well for the speakernomics part of this crossover event. It's it's much like when the bionic woman had to go home and the six million dollar man fought it out with Bigfoot himself. This we can rebuild it. We can make it better than it was. Better, better. stronger, stronger, faster. faster. We are going to continue this conversation on the Build a Better Business series so that we can go deeper. We'll have Q&A. So for those of you who have access to the NSA vault who are listening to this on Speakernomics, you can get the whole thing by going to the vault and listening to the rest of this program. However, for those who are just listeners of Speakernomics, maybe they don't know what NSA is. Maybe they're not a member. They don't have vault access. Let's hit on just a couple of more points that you think everyone needs to know about how to succeed on LinkedIn? Because we've only got a couple of minutes here. Create content that starts conversations. So that means first person voice, something that's interesting and informative, something that will draw your audience in that they can participate in that conversation, not just information. Don't just shove information because people don't like that. Um, Remember to take the time to go participate in other people's conversations and give them, as you said, that gift. And also then be aware that LinkedIn is going to do everything they can to prevent you from using their platform as a dumping ground for your free marketing. Do that on Twitter. Do that on Facebook. But LinkedIn wants to see you legitimately participating and contributing to their platform. And one of the things to remember is that LinkedIn only makes 20% of their revenue off of advertising. So they're not looking for eyeballs to sit and look at ads like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. They're looking for true business uh, conversations. And so always be thinking purposefully on LinkedIn, 
How will this add to my speaking brand so that it increases the awareness of other people of the value I have to contribute, whether I'm in front of an audience or in front of a LinkedIn um, audience? It doesn't matter. If they're only making 20% of their money from ads, which when we think of social media, we think they're all just ad platforms. Right. Where are they making their money? Because I think this is really important for everybody to know because it changes how you actually engage on this platform. So where does LinkedIn make their money? LinkedIn makes 80% of their revenue from customers who pay to participate. And I don't mean pay for advertising. I mean, who pay to participate. So if you have a premium account that you're one of them, but most of my clients, many of my clients, I won't say most, many of my clients spend more than $1 million a year paying LinkedIn for access to the database for sales navigator, LinkedIn sales navigator for LinkedIn recruiter so that they can find the prime candidates. These companies are paying money for the experience and LinkedIn wants to make sure that it's not flooded with a bunch of marketing crap. BS, yeah. And instead is true value. And so that's where their money's coming from. Pay. I mean, Tom, how much would you pay to be on somebody else's social media platform? Um, not much. Right. I appreciate that you paid me to be here, but oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's the key indicator is that follow the money. They are not getting rewarded significantly for advertising dollars. So their experience they're looking for is dramatically different. Hence the algorithm is going to treat your behavior and activity differently than all the other social media platforms. And I think it's interesting when you look at these big company who have thousands of salespeople, all of them paying for navigator, it adds up to millions of dollars. The company's paying. Therefore, they want to make sure, as Richard said, that the experience is a positive, learning, active conversation. It should change the way we're all thinking about what we're posting. So, Richard, last question, and then I'm turning it back over to Maureen for the rest of Build a Better Business. Last question is, for someone who's listening who auto posts, they post a lot of links to uh, Harvard Business Review or Inc. Magazine. Uh, they use a lot of stock photos. Why should they listen to Richard Bliss? Why should they change and only post maybe three days a week instead of every five hours? Why should they listen to what we're talking about in this discussion? What will the benefits be? I mean, who cares if someone sees my post? Two things are going to happen if you follow my advice that I've shared here. Number one, a 10x increase in the number of people who see the comment content you do put out, right? And number two, the number of people looking at your LinkedIn profile will increase by three to 500% in the first week that you start the commenting techniques instead of the posting techniques. And so the more people who look at your profile are more people interested in hiring you to stand in front of their audience and trust that you have something important to say that's valuable to their audience. Those two things are going to happen. A 10x increase in the number of people who see your content and a 100 to 300% increase in the number of people looking at your profile for you in a single week. And I will say from the time I met you till forward, instead of getting five or 600 views, I'm getting three, four, five, 10, 11,000 views yeah. on those posts. And I have started commenting on other people's posts where I never used to. And my number of uh, people who viewed my profile went through the roof. I don't know what the exact number was, but it's like, like, you know, nobody's looking at Tom's profile to now every week, dozens and dozens, hundreds of people are checking out the profile. Does that lead to business? I don't know. But if we're going to play in LinkedIn, we want people to see what we're doing. Don't you think? Absolutely. 
All right. Well, Richard, thank you for being a guest here on Speakernomics. But the conversation doesn't end. We still have an hour and 20 minutes to go for Build a Better Business. But for those of you who are listening to Speakernomics, do me a favor. Join us every single week for more thoughts, ideas, and actionable information on how to make more money as a professional speaker. And do me a favor. Leave reviews wherever you get your your joy from podcasts, whether that's Apple or Spotify or Stitcher. Leave a review saying, I love Speakernomics. Best speaker podcast in the world. That'll make me smile. And then remember the motto of this podcast. Speak, get paid, repeat. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.